Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is episode 24 of my podcast, I Stand Strong. And, um, well, I guess it's going to be the point of the issue, but or episode, but uh, I am now coming at you from my brand new bear cave in the beautiful Cedar Valley of the Midwest. So, um, yeah, that's why I've been away for a little while. Um, I moved. Um, yeah, I, uh, I decided I wanted a life change. And so I am no longer in the Northwest. I moved from, well, eh, Vancouver, Washington to now the rural area of the Cedar Valley of Iowa. Um, so yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Um, yeah, it was, it was one of those things where I was, you know, November, the divorce was final. And so, you know, I went about life and it was just at some point in time, it just kind of clicked that I wanted to change. Um, and really, you know, p- part of what I think what kicked it off was, you know, one of my co-workers, Chris, who I was really close with, he's, you know, he's a great guy and everything. And he was deciding he was going to move back to his, his home state. And he offered for me to come live with him, uh, in Virginia, or he, he made a joke kind of, I think, well, it seemed like it was a joke, but kind of seemed like it was serious at the same time. And I appreciate it, but. Virginia just didn't sound like what I wanted, but the thought kind of did kick, or the the offer did kind of kickstart something that was in the back of my mind, and that's that I, you know, I lived for 30 some odd years in Vancouver, Washington. I don't remember anything other than Vancouver, Washington. Um, You know, I was five maybe six when we moved there and i was told we lived in missouri but i have like very vague memories of it um i know i was born in seattle so i mean i was oh jesus i was you know northwest bound for most of my life and you know when i got out of high school i didn't know what i wanted to do so I didn't, you know, I never really got away to, you know, college or anything. God dang it. Um, so I, you know, I stayed in Vancouver for that as well. I mean, I, I never really got out and part of me wonders why, wondered why, but it was, you know, mostly just. I'm pretty sure it was just, I didn't know what I wanted to do in college and I didn't want to waste any money. Sorry about any, uh, any, uh, noises. I'm currently in a very weird setup in my new house. Um, so my podcast recorder is sitting kind of wonky and I am sitting on a floor with my mic attached to just a random desk. Um, but anyways, back to the story, you know, so I didn't, I never really got out of the Northwest, and, you know, like I said, Chris had, you know, told me, hey, I should come 
moved to Virginia with him and him and his family and, you know, just kind of experienced something different. And I think I always knew, like, I appreciated the offer, but Virginia just didn't seem like it was my thing. So, but it, it kind of put a, a thought in the back of my head of like, I do kind of want to try to get out. I want to try to spread my wings. Um, so yeah, so I just, I decided I started doing research and, you know, I also, also another part of it was, you know, I was trying to get a house in, in the Vancouver, Washington area, but it really wasn't panning out for me because real estate costs are excessive around that area. Um, so I, that, that was another factor I think that played into it. And I was having a hell of a time with the property management group that owned the, you know, that I was renting the townhouse through because, you know, I, I'd put in several, uh, maintenance requests for random different things around my, my townhouse and never heard anything back from them. Hell, July, I, you know, I put up, uh, um, in July, like beginning of July, I went to pay my rent and I couldn't even log in to pay my rent because supposedly they got hacked or something like that. So like they couldn't find a lot of people. Um, and it's just, it just seemed like, you know, it's like even to this day, I'm still having a hell of a time getting a hold of them because I need to, to pay for breaking my lease and all this kind of stuff, but I can never get a hold of them. Um, so that played into it. But anyway, so I just kind of, ugh, I started doing research into like where there was affordable real estate. Because, um, at a certain point in time, the, you know, Michelle finished the refinance. So I got some money out of our house and I knew once I got that, I knew I wanted to try to look to get a house. And like I said, I could not afford hardly anything in, in Vancouver, Washington, anywhere in the Northwest, really. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, but so I started doing research and, you know, it started as just kind of a, Hey, you know, where is there some cheap real estate? And then from there, it was like looking at these cities and, you know, these States and this, the specific cities they mentioned in this, this one article I had found. And it was like, you know, so I'd, I'd look at some of the houses that are available in the places and, then, you know, from there, if like there were enough houses that looked interesting and that, you know, and it did seem like the neighborhoods were good and that kind of stuff, I started looking into job markets around that area. And so, yeah, it, it all just kind of started moving. Um, but a lot of people have asked why Iowa and yeah, it it is kind of a weird choice. And I mean, even a couple people, even a lot of people here have asked me, you know, like, why the hell did you choose Iowa? Well, one real estate costs Two, 
job market because I had a job offer. I put in like two applications through Indeed around this area, and I got job offers from both of them. The one I took pays me a buck more than I was making in Vancouver, Washington. On top of that, I had, you know, I had found a couple houses I really liked in in this area. I'm not going to get to this specific city I'm in. Don't know why, just weird for me to give out that information. Um, so I started finding, uh, you know, like finding these houses that were really nice and they were way less expensive. And, you know, now I'm, you know, so I started, you know, like inquiring about the houses and through that I met, you know, my really great real estate agent that, you know, she was, she helped me through a hell of a shit situation with it because as I've discovered moving several states over and changing jobs is not a very easy thing to pull off let alone in a small time frame because as I'll get into once this started happening it all started happening so fast that I'd barely even told anybody that I was thinking about looking to move before everything was really far down the the pipeline I my original plan was okay beginning of the year I'll start really looking into it well the more I looked the more happy I got about the situation. It was one of those things where just, I started listening to listening to myself and in many ways betting on myself on this one, which is a big deal to me. And that's, that's the biggest thing. This is this right here. What I did is so far away from what I would normally do. But, um, like I remember I had told my real, my, uh, my counselor at one point in time, I told her, you know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to look to, to move, to get out, to get, to spread my wings, to find something new for myself. Even if it only lasts for a couple years, get out and experience something different, check in with myself every once in a while to see, is this still where I want to be or do I want to go back to the Northwest that I know, you know, that I've known my whole life. Um, but so I, like I said, I, I took a bet on myself and I, so I, like I said, I started putting out in, you know, applications and I, I can't remember if I put in applications first or if I put in like put in the research for the, the real estate first, but Either way, I got locked in with with this great uh, my great real estate agent. I'll just I'll just call her TL for now because I'm not going to give out her name. Um, and she, you know, I think within a few minutes of me putting in the thing through the site I went through, she had called me back. Well, they assigned her, and she called me, and we started talking. And there, the original house I was looking at was a little less expensive than what I ended up with. But it was this beautiful house and like I could picture myself in this house. And so I decided to take the shot on it just just to see. Um, so I went through that and then 
she told me I should probably, I think it was, I think I did start putting in the application shortly later because she's like, you know, you're going to need to get a job so they can, you know, so they can actually approve you to get this thing. Cause you know, they're not going to approve you based on your job there. So I'm like, well, okay. Um, so I started putting, like started looking more into the jobs and I found a really good one. Like I said, pays me a buck more. Well, I didn't know it was going to pay me a buck more. It was going to pay me little bit less when I was first looking at it. But even then, you know, cost of living out here is way less. Like gas prices are amazing in Iowa. Um, my cigarette prices are lower, um, stuff like that. But anyways, so I put out applications and within 24 hours of putting in those two applications, I got further feedback from both of them asking me to put in an official application and do a little bit more work. And next thing I knew, I was getting things saying, you know, from this job that I ended up with, that they wanted me in Iowa on in, uh, oh God, when was the first, like in the beginning of August? And I'm like, uh, I, I can't do that. I've got to arrange a move. I got to, and thank God, you know, through this process, as stressful as it was, I also had some good people working with me, helping me out there too. Cause you know, it, it, you know, so like I said, we, I put in the thing, I get the app, I get the thing back saying they wanted me to start like beginning of August. And I'm like, so I got a hold of the HR of the company and I'm like, uh, I can't do the beginning of beginning of August. I'm trying to move, but the most corporate HR could do was move me back 14 days. So I'm like, okay, if need be, I'll figure this out. I'll get stuff packed up here. I'll just have to live in a hotel or I'll get, you know, I'll figure out something to do this until I can get my stuff moved. Um, but it, so it, it got a little stressful with that, but then, you know, finally, you know, like I, so I start, so I got that job. So I have a cover letter or at least a, a job offer letter I could put, which allowed me to at least put offers on houses. But by the time I'd gotten approved and everything, the original house I was looking at had already been, went pending and you know, it is what it is. It was a beautiful house. There was just one specific room that really stood out to me that really wanted, made me want the house. But I had had like two or three other ones that I had noticed. And once we got that kind of approval, you know, she started sending me, you know, like other listings, like, Hey, do you want to look at these ones? And most of the other ones she sent me were the ones I had already was already looking at on uh, online, anyways. And then I asked her, like, "Hey, so where do we go from here? Like, when it comes to looking at these houses, do I have to be out there?" She was like, "Oh no, I can do that all through FaceTime." Um, and next thing I know, I've got appointments to do Facebook FaceTime walkthroughs of houses, and. She showed me two houses the the day we the first day we did that and the first one she showed me like was the one was like my second pick anyways and I'm looking as she's walking through this thing even on FaceTime and I'm just picturing 
my life in the house. It like it 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 looked and felt right just looking at it. So she we finished up that walk the walkthrough of the house and then she she's like she calls me back when she gets to the second one. We look at it and I'm like, eh, there's some questions I'd have to have about it. I'd have to see that one in person. It just it didn't there was something about it that just didn't feel the same. Um so she asked me about the, the, the first one. She's like, did you want to make an offer on that first house? And I'm like, you know, I'm thinking I do because it just, it felt right. Like as she was, you know, I, I told her as you were walking me through it, I could just, I could see what I could do with those rooms. Like I was picturing what I'm going to, what I would do with these rooms. And so we put an offer on the house and next thing you know, it's getting accepted and you know, there's all this stuff that's just moving. And meanwhile, I hadn't packed a single thing at my place. Like I hadn't even told anybody. And next thing I know, I'm telling my, you know, I'm, I'm telling my parents, Hey, um, yeah, I'm moving away. And you know, I might've told them before I actually looked at the houses, but you know, I, I had told them and this is a time where I felt really blessed that everybody I talked to about this, that I was close to said the same thing. And that was, you know, I'm not happy you're moving away, but I'm happy that this, if this is what you want, I'm happy with that. Like they're, you know, they, they were, they weren't, it's not like they weren't happy that I was, I was moving. It was just, they, you know, I have a close knit group of friends, not very many of them, but I have a close group net of friends and all of them, as well as my family were all, you know what, if this is what you feel you need, do it. I'm happy for you in that situation. And, you know, I, I went out of my way to personally tell everybody instead of like letting them hear it through a grapevine. Well, except for some of my cousins up North, which I really regret. I wish I would have been the one to tell them, but I kind of dragged my feet on that one before. Plus once stuff started rolling, I kind of lost track of everybody I had to let know, but everybody in my immediate family and all my really close friends, I told in person, Um, but I had also given up my Facebook account, like maybe a couple weeks before all this started taking off because I just, I had gotten tired of Facebook. Maybe that'll be another story another time. Um, so yeah, I, I was finding myself with an offer on a house that was accepted, a job offer over here. And I didn't have anything packed at my place. Like I was still fully rooted in Vancouver, Washington and that, those aspects. So next thing I know, I'm asking my buddy, Tony, Hey, could you bring me some boxes from work? And, uh, spider, my tattoo artist told me, like when I went and told him, he's like, Hey, if you need boxes, you let me know and I will bring some in. So he, he got me some boxes and those really helped. And, I guess we'll go through the whole process here. Cause you know, it was, 
it was really stressful for a while there. And that's kind of why, you know, I, I didn't record for a little bit. That's why it's been a little bit since my last episode was, you know, I just, I kind of, once stuff started rolling, I just started packing and my podcast equipment went, went, got packed up pretty quickly. Um, as well as like, you know, pretty much like all my collectibles went packed up pretty quick. So I had, a whole month there where I just but boxes everywhere in my, my townhouse. But so it starts moving and, you know, but then I find out that, you know, we're, we're having some issues on the, the lending side. Once we got to a certain point on the lending side, it became a problem because they would not just accept the, the offer letter I had. They wanted like a full on offer letter that showed no exemptions because my, at the point, my offer letter basically said, I have the job pending my, my day of orientation and passing the background check. Well, at that point in time, I'd already passed the background check, but they could not clear that orientation thing off that cover letter till I'd done the orientation. So it started moving things a little bit faster because all of a sudden now I have to get out there and get my orientation done. Um, thank God I had, I had heard something from the actual site because the company I'm going to be, I work for now is a much bigger company. So they have a corporate headquarters and then they have the, the location I was going to be working at. And she, you know, the, the HR lady, I get a call from, from a number around the area. And I'm like, I don't know that number, but I was also away from my phone. Cause I think I was at work. Yeah. I was at work when she first called and I just got this call. Like, Hey, this is so-and-so from blank HR. Um, and I just had some questions about your application. I'd really, you know, if you give me a call back, here's my number. I'm like, okay. So, you know, I, I'm, I was on a break at work. So I call back the number and, you know, this, this lady responds and she's like, yeah, I was just wondering, I, I was looking over your application and I was just wondering about your, you know, it, it, about some stuff. I'm like, okay, is something wrong? She's like, no, no, no. I was just wondering because it says your home address is in Vancouver, Washington. I'm like, well, yeah, currently I live in Vancouver. She's like, okay. So are you going to be able to do this? you know, blank, I can't remember. I think it might've been like August 13th was the furthest they could push back my, uh, my orientation day through corporate HR was. And I'm like, uh, well I could, but it's going to be a really tight fit. So if we could push that back further, it'd be great. So then she had pushed it back to like, I want to say it ended up getting pushed like September 13th or something like that. Um, and I'm like, you are a lifesaver that will really help. And so then that, that at least helped. Well, then now that I've got this, you know, now that I need this cover letter or not cover letter, a uh, job offer letter with out the exemptions, I need to move up my orient, move my orientation day back up a little bit. But at this point in time, you know, it had already been quite a little bit because I'd already done like a lot of the paperwork as far as, you know, getting the applications to get the, or 
the lender. And, and that's the other thing is the lending team I worked with has is another been another amazing people and God bless them for dealing with all the shit they've had to deal with around my, you know, around helping me get this, get a house. Um, because it was not easy for them. Uh, it wasn't easy for me. It wasn't easy for anybody, but anyways, um, so I, uh, so yeah, so I ended up getting, you know, so I, I get all the paperwork done. I'm approved and everything. It's just the underwriters will not sign off on the loan until they have a different job offer letter or proof that I'm actually working it at my new job. I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. So like I said, I end up refiguring some stuff and getting my, or no, I think at first we, what we ended up doing was we tried to get different versions of an offer letter and different things pushed through that the underwriters would accept to allow me to be able to, you know, close on my loan so we could get the house going. So hopefully I at least have some place to live when I get here. Um, God, I'm probably rambling horribly, but eh, you listen to me anyway, so you're probably used to it. Um, but yeah, so it, it starts, this is where it starts getting kind of hectic. And then, you know, when it starts getting really, really piling up on me, I contacted my, uh, counselor and was like, Hey, I think I might need an extra appointment. And, you know, I, we got some stuff I want to talk to you about and, She's like, well, okay. So we get an extra appointment booked up. And I remember that day I go in there and she's like, okay, is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, everything's cool. I just wanted to let you know I'm moving to Iowa. And she's like, what? 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 I'm like, yeah, I've got a house that's almost, you know, I'm I'm just working on the, the final pieces of, and I've got a job and, you know, we go through it all. And she's just like, I'm happy for you, but this is all coming out of nowhere. She like, she even had to like stop and like act like she, like she did this whole thing where she was acting like she was rewinding and going back to like letting me in and everything. Cause it was just all so shocking to her. And I get it because everything was coming out of nowhere. I mean, like I had mentioned this as an offhand thing towards the end of an appointment and now it's happening. Um, so yeah, so I, have that appointment and that went well because you know it was like we we talked about it like i ended up showing her pictures of the house that i had put the offer on and all this stuff and we we're just discussing how how big this is for me that i am a very comfort zone person and other than this podcast I really don't do a whole lot to break out of my, and, and believe me, this is a big thing coming out of my, coming out of my comfort zone, um, putting myself out here, but I don't do stuff like that. So like, you know, like I told her, this is me looking at that comfort zone and like kicking my way, you know, blasting my way out of it and then nuking the shit from orbit because I don't want to go back. I want to move forward. Um, so she, you know, in it, I think it still took a little while for it to settle in with her that I was actually doing it because it really did kind of all come together so quickly that it had to have been shocking. But 
Um. So yeah, so we get we get going down the line, and you know, I finally start packing stuff up. But the closer we get to a certain point, and the more the underwriters are fighting, I realize okay, I have to go out to I have to go to Iowa sooner. Um. So I talk to my dad because we were talking about like, hey, we're gonna get a you know get a rental truck and he was going to drive he you know we're going to drive across country we're going to drive from vancouver to to where i am in iowa and you know do all that stuff and he'd stay for a couple days afterwards to recuperate and then i'd pay his airfare back home but that started kind of becoming something that couldn't happen because i need to be out here sooner but then i get that okay maybe i can come out there for the orient fly out for orientation come back and then they'll let me just like start a little like a little longer after my orientation. But I'll come out for orientation, then I'll come you know come back. We'll get all the moving done, and then I can start start later. So I get a hold of my contact with the HR at the site, and she's like, "Well, let me look into it." And you know, within like a couple hours, I get a call back from her saying like, "No, if I do the orientation, I am." I need to start working pretty much my next scheduled shift after that. And I'm like, great. Um, okay. So in hopes of getting my, you know, to keep my house closing when it was supposed to go on time, I had to be in Iowa for orientation on the 30th of August. And... So I'm like, okay, I wonder if I could pull off coming out for the 30th, flying back over there. Me and my dad load up a truck and we, we head over this way. So then he doesn't have to make the drive by himself. My dad's old. I didn't want him to have to drive out here by himself and, you know, with all my stuff. So, yeah, so it's like, it, it just, it wasn't going to work out. So. Thank God while we were looking at trucks, I was just like, dad, this is going to be super expensive. How about we just look into seeing what it would cost for a moving company to do this? I found some that are really highly rated because that was his biggest argument was just that a lot of them don't have ratings on these sites and, you know, they're scams. And I'm like, well, dad, just, just let me try. Let me look into it. So I call this, you know, the, the number one ranked one, um, and we'll get more into them in a minute. Um, and I get this quote that it just happens that are going to have a truck in this area around the time I'd need to move. So that got me a massive discount. And if I booked it that day, I was going to get a massive discount. So I'm like, you know what? Let's go for it. Um, so we we booked a you know a moving company, and they were going to pick up stuff on the fourth or fifth of September. And basically under that situation, I was just going to basically drive myself out here. Um, well, I think even even before I knew I was going to be driving myself out here, we were still planning on like me and my dad, were going to drive out together. We were just going to be there till they picked up my stuff. And then we were going to drive, drive out here in my car with minimal stuff in my car. But then it quickly became clear that that wasn't going to be able to happen. And my dad was in, um, my dad, my mom and dad went up to Canada for a little while. So I didn't, my dad kept telling me, well, I can come back from my vacation early. If, you know, if you want me to drive with him, like, no dad, you enjoy your vacation. 
this will be a good test for me anyways. I'll drive, I'll load up my car with what I can carry in my car and I will drive myself to Iowa. It's not going to hurt anything. And in many ways, I'm glad I did that. It was a big first step for me that I needed to take. <clears throat> I mean, it was, it was scary. I was like, up until I got in the car to actually leave, I couldn't think of anything other than reasons not to do it. Like I started really second guessing myself, but at the same time, I'm like, no, I can't, I can't let these doubts crush me again. I have to push through this. So I loaded up my car to the point that I could barely see out the back of the damn th I couldn't see out the back of the thing. I could barely see out my side windows, um, my back side windows, so I could see my blind spot. And I started driving. Um, my last day at my previous job was on the, oh, was it the 19th of, of August? And I left the following Friday. I think it was, I got in my car and I drove across the country. I well halfway across the country, you know, I got in my car, loaded it up and you know, I, I just recently had a, another appointment with my counselor where we talked about, you know, about my feelings about it so far. And I'm like, I, like I told her, it was like the first step, like I got in the car and even getting just down the road, I wanted to turn around and leave, but I, I wanted to turn around and go back home, but I didn't, I just kept pushing through it. Um, and the further I got away, the easier it became to the point, you know, like I drove, God, I can't remember how many hours I drove on that first day, but I know I got from Vancouver, Washington to somewhere in Idaho, like the, the far edge of Idaho before I was just, my eyes were starting to hurt. So I, I, you know, I messaged everybody before I got in the car and left. I messaged them like, Hey, I'm setting out now. I'll message everybody when I stop for gas or, and for sure, whenever I stop for a night, I'll message everybody with where I'm at. And so I messaged everybody on that one and I ended up staying in a best Western and I think it was Jerome, Idaho for the night. And by like nine the next morning, I'd had breakfast. I put what little stuff I brought into the room with me back in the car and back on the road. I messaged everybody again saying, Hey, I'm leaving Jerome, Idaho. I'll message you when I stop. And I got on the road again and I got most of the way through why like mo all the way through Idaho and most of the way through Wyoming in that day. And Wyoming was awesome. I must say I need to go back there at some point in time for another, for like a vacation or something, because it was beautiful. I stopped at a couple of places and took some pictures and stretched my legs and whatnot. And it was just amazing. Um, the Grand Tetons, I believe is the name of the mountain range out there, were just beautiful. That and the... I can't remember the other, the other spot that I couldn't stop on cause I didn't have very many places to stop and like take pictures, like many scenic pullouts or pullovers in that area. But there's another spot that was just beautiful within Wyoming. 
Um, and I got all the way to, oh God, what was the name of that place? Like I, I later found out it was like very edge of Wyoming and Nebraska pretty much is where I got to. And I didn't even realize I'd driven that far. It was just, I get in the car and I'd put on my, my, I'd put on a podcast and just start dri- or music and start driving and stop for gas, stop for pot- bathroom breaks if I needed to, whatever, whatever have you. And just kept going. Um, yeah, so like I said, I stopped in, I don't even remember the name of the place in Wyoming. I stopped on that last, that leg, but you know, once again, stopped in Wyoming, you know, I stopped at another Best Western because they had one in this city, like right off the freeway. Uh, got a room, ended up walking over to a little, little bar down the street, got a beer and a burger and then went back to my room and crashed out for a good solid time. And once again, I was up and on the road early in that morning. And I actually ended up making it all the way to, uh, I think I got in the car probably about nine 30 Wyoming, uh, Wyoming time. And I pulled into, uh, the, a super eight motel, not too far away from where my, my job at my orientation was, uh, about nine o'clock that night. I mean, that's with an, I think with another, I think I did do another hour jump midway through Wyoming. I could be wrong or midway through Nebraska probably, which let me tell you, if I never drive through Nebraska again, it'll be too soon. I did that drive and some of it was okay, but there was a good chunk of it. I can't even remember how long it was where it said I was on a freeway but I was on a gravel fucking road with a major drop off on both sides and nothing but cornfields. It was boring. It was uncomfortable. It sucked. I never want to drive through Nebraska again. There may be good spots in Nebraska. The part of Nebraska I saw did not impress me. Um, but yeah, so it was like, I remember I'd stopped for gas at one point in time and I, I looked it up and I'm like, oh, I'm like right on the edge of Nebraska and Iowa. I'm like, I better get that at that address from my real estate agent of where the super eight motel she was talking about was. So she sends it to me and I type into my, my, uh, GPS, well, my phone GPS. And it tells me I'm only like three hours away. So I'm like, you know, it's six o'clock. Fuck it. I'm doing it. So I just went ahead and hopped in and drove my happy ass the next three miles into to Iowa and got to where I was going and was, you know, pleasantly surprised that like I'd never stayed at a Super 8 that I can remember. And it was, <coughs> bless me, um, you know, it was a really nice little, really nice hotel. And I ended up having, I had to book it th- till the 8th of September. That's why she had told me about it is because it's a, it's a low cost. It's a, it's a long stay hotel essentially. So I booked it from essentially the 29th of uh, the night of the 29th of August till the, the eighth when my house was supposed to close. Now I did get lucky and my house closed sooner. It closed on the seventh 
but you know it you know or was it the no it was the sixth it closed on the sixth um but still you know so i i didn't have to i saved like what two days on that hotel stay but in the meantime like i'm staying at when i'm staying at that hotel the movers come for my stuff uh in Vancouver and I, you know, I'd left a key for my dad with half of the money that he, the half the money he was supposed to have to pay when they came to pick up the stuff. But what I didn't know was the moving company I was, I had actually talked to was only a broker. They are not the actual moving company. They are basically like a middleman. You set up everything and then they set it up from there. So they do not know all the smaller things that the moving company asks for, before they will move your stuff. Now, and as you said, I had already gotten rid of a lot of stuff before I, before I even decided to move because I realized, okay, there's a lot of stuff I have I don't need to bring with me because, you know, it's it's either old or it's just going to cost too much and it would be cheaper just to get it back on the other side, you know, buy new ones on the other side. So, like, I left my washer and dryer at the townhouse. I, you know, I got rid of my, my nasty old couch because the couch I had was, it, it you know, it wasn't really bad. It had seen plenty of wear. Um, I got rid of all my bookshelves. I, I got rid of a lot, a lot of extra books that I didn't really feel like I needed to keep. I got rid of some extra DVDs. I got rid of, sold a shit ton of CDs on through, you know, through a, a cell site, that kind of stuff. I just, I got rid of, like, if there was something somebody I knew would, you know, I knew somebody would want it, I just gave it to them instead of selling it because I'm like, hey, at least I know it's going to a good home. But anyways, yeah, so I offloaded a bunch of stuff just so there was less stuff moving. Um, When it came to, like, my CDs, of course, there were certain CDs I wasn't getting rid of. Um, I kept certain ones that have nostalgic purpose, but even though I don't really listen to CDs much, like I didn't even have, I don't even have a CD player except for, well, now I do. Cause I, excuse me, I bought something recently and it has a CD player built into it, but that's beside the point. Um, you know, but I kept those CDs. I kept some DVDs, like all my Blu-rays of course came with me. There's just stuff that well, they're in, with the moving company. But anyway, so I, I got rid of a lot of stuff, whether it was to Goodwill, to people I knew, selling on offer up, you know, that kind of stuff. And then, like I said, it, it, the day comes for the move and my, you know, my dad calls me and he's like, Hey Ted, uh, you might want to talk to the movers. I'm like, well, why? He's like, well, cause there's some stuff they want to talk to you about. I'm like, okay, well, come to find out I have this beautiful, like huge glass display case that I bought off of, um, off of like offer up or Facebook marketplace. I can't remember which one a while ago for a good amount of money. And I did not want to get rid of it. Well, the, you know, the, the broker company told me, Oh, that shouldn't be a problem. It'll be, they'll, they'll just, they'll just pack it up. It won't be a problem. Well, when the movers come like, Oh no, we have to pack that and we're going to charge you to pack that. And I'm like, okay, fine. Charge me whatever it was. But then as it goes, I'm like, okay, well, we need to, obviously, 
I need to offload some more stuff because like they were going to charge me extra for this wraparound bench seat I had that went to the table that I really want. Like, like I had this really nice like wraparound wood bench seat in my kitchen with a table that I had resurfaced myself with like a bunch of comic images and I'd sealed it off. And my dad's like, do you really need that? Cause they're going to charge you a bunch of extra because that's a, um, a really oversized piece. And I'm like, you know what? Get rid of the bench seat. Just keep me the table. The table's the only part that has a sentimental value. I redid that. I want to keep the table. I ended up getting rid of my recliner to my old buddy Ian, who was, you know, just next door. So I got a hold of him, like, hey, if you still want that recliner, let me know. I'll let my have my dad open the back door to my townhouse. You guys can get that out of there. Um and and really in a in a real cool way, the you know, blessing in disguise was all the stuff that I got rid of. I ended up getting a call from my dad later on telling me he had basically given him to there was a mother of single mother of four who ended up taking like my washer and dryer. I think she took that bench seat. I think she took some other stuff. You know, Ian ended up taking my recliner. He ended up taking uh the old inter- the old ratty entertainment center I had my TV on, you know, stuff like that. Um and I mean doing it wrong, I still paid quite a bit more than what I had was originally quoted, but I don't care. It was worth it because if we would have, if I would have had to book that truck normally, my dad would have had to find somebody else to help him load all my stuff up, move it out here. And then hope I, you know, hope he got here on a day that I could, I, you know, I wouldn't be working so we could unload together and everything. So I'm in that aspect. I'm like, you know what? It's all worth it. So, you know, so anyway, so yeah, so I get that stuff that all squared away and I'm like, well, that's, that's interesting. But, you know, and then as I was sitting in my hotel room, you know, like I kept getting all these ads on the TV cause really all I had to do was watch TV and read. And I had some reading material and I had my switch with me, but didn't have a whole lot of entertainment for me. And they kept showing ads for Lowe's having, you know, a, a uh, Labor Day sale, and I'm like, you know, I wonder if I could find a good deal on my washer, new washer and dryer there. So I ended up booking a wash, paying, paying for a washer and dryer, and just having it delivered the day after I moved into the house. So, you know, like I had the washer and dryer before I had the house technic, well, well, before I was actually in the house, but I, you know, set it up, and I could always push off that delivery date if something happened and I didn't close on time or whatever. So everything just lined up and I'm not a religious person, but I do believe things happen for a reason. And when things start, started really moving that way, it was obviously a sign. This is what I was meant to do. Um, are there things that I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm going to miss there. Yeah. I'm going to miss all my family. You know, my, my niece turned 18 Today, the day I'm recording this and I'm not there and that kind of sucks. And you know, how many other things am I going to miss? Because I'm now four or five States away, depending on how you drive, um, from most of my family. I mean, like I've got, 
I've got some cousins in Kentucky and in uh, Georgia, but majority of my family that I spent any time with were in either Vancouver or the Seattle area. Um, so yeah, I left a lot behind. And, you know, as far as the work goes, I don't think I'm going to miss my job, but I'm definitely going to miss some of the people I worked with. Like, and bless my boss's heart. He was awesome. You know, I, my last day he bought everybody pizza and he gave me a $50 gift card to, or a $50 visa gift card out of his pocket. And he didn't need to do any of that, but that showed me that he, he respected me to the point that, you know, he felt that my, my service deserves him. And that, that was awesome. Cause I was, even when he would frustrate me, I was loyal to, I was loyal to him. Like at least he was the one person there, like anybody above him, I could give a fuck less what they thought. And a lot of the other people I worked with, I give less a fuck what they thought about thought, but he mattered to me. He was the one I was like, no, I, I, you know, he, he went out of his way and he helped me find my way in that job to the point that I became his, you know, as he called me his shit, his superhero in training. Yeah, that was funny. Um, that actually might've been his wife that came up with that one, but Either way, I was his shit, or his sec. I, I just called myself his second in command. Um, and so I repaid that with my my loyalty. Like I was loyal to him. I may not like some of the things he had to, he he asked me to do, but it damn sure always did them. Doesn't mean I didn't I didn't begrudgingly do some of them. But if he asked me to do something. Out of respect for him, I would do it. And, and the, well, the boss above him, I guess. Like, there were times where if he asked me to do something, I would definitely consider it. But I was a little little less guaranteed to do it as quickly as I would for, for my boss, Yaska. I mean, he went, he went out of his way and like, you know, cause I was on a different shift originally and he went out of his way and he saw the potential in me and started you know, started working with me when I would come in on overtime and then he, he lost his MVP and I happened to be there the night that, that, you know, that came down. And so he, you know, I, that day, that morning, cause I think we were on, yeah, that night we were on nights at that point in time. I went, went up and I spoke with the plant managers like, Hey, is there any way I could get moved to this, this shift? I know he's got the opening and you know, I'm, I'm struggling on my own, my own shift. If you could move me, that would be great. And the rest was history. You know, I got moved to that crew. I started developing. I became, you know, I, my, my skills went up drastically pretty quickly. And next thing I knew I was, like I said, I was his second in command. I was, you know, to the point that, you know, like me and him would go see movies together. Like anytime a Marvel movie came out, it was, you know, our thing to go see the movies is if we couldn't go see them opening night or the night before opening night, we'd go, you know, one of the weekends afterwards or something and go see it. 
and we went golfing and you know he was he was a friend more than a, a co-worker and I respected that and I'm gonna miss him and I'm gonna miss you know the the co-worker that went back to Virginia but you know we've got plans to to talk and hang out at some point in time um and you know I'm also gonna miss you know like I had I had an appointment. I have an appointment. Still have an appointment. I probably need to get on the phone about that because I'm not sure I'm be able to make it. But I have an appointment with Spider still, my tattoo artist in uh, in Battleground, Washington. But you know, this move had to happen, and even my tattoo appointment wasn't going to stop that from happening. Now. Do I intend to go back there at some point in time and get my tattoos done? Hell yes. Will it be the November point that uh, I currently have? I don't know right now. Um, with my schedule, I don't know if I'd be able to make it out, make it back over there for that and be back in time for my work. And it'd be under my 90 days. And I don't know what I want, whether I want to miss a day in my first 90 days. That's a totally different subject though. Um, but you know, like I, I, I promise spider, nobody else will touch my right arm because that's his, you know, he did most of my left arm. He's done most of my right arm. I'm not going to let anybody else touch my right arm. Um, most of all, I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss my time with my dogs. Like I had to leave, I left my dogs with, with Michelle, um, well, our dogs with her because it wasn't fair to them to pack them up and move them across country. And they're, you know, 16 and 17. And at this point in time, like if I would have waited for them to pass, I don't think I would have been able to handle their passing as much as I wanted to, I wanted to be there, wanted to be there holding them when they, when that point happens, I'm not sure my mental well being would have, would have handled it. I, I'm not sure that's, that's something else to kind of you know, think about and see what comes from it, I guess. Um, but yeah, so that leaves me, gets me to the point where I am now currently sitting on, uh, the floor of a mostly empty room because my stuff is still in Portland. It's supposed to be shipped out soon here to get to me. Um, you know, I'm sitting here on the floor of my house, my back living room of my house with my mic hooked up to a, an entertainment center. I bought off of Facebook marketplace cause I need to get a new one before my TV gets here and I'm sitting on a pillow so that my, my butt doesn't get hurt from sitting on hardwood floors, but I'm in Iowa and I'm starting to take another, I'm, you know, starting another leg of my journey. So, yeah, I guess that kind of wraps up where I'm at and where I've been for well over a month, I think it is, since I've last recorded. I'll have to look into that. Um, 
But yeah, so I guess I'll wrap up with my usual thank yous to anybody out there listening to me. I know I'm a rambler, so bless you for dealing with my rambling self and sticking with me. Um, thank you to... I'm going to extend these extra thank yous to everybody. Michelle, Tony, my sister Melissa, my sister Sarah, my sister Amy, my mom, especially my dad. Everybody who helped make this decision a lot easier. Um, It could have been really hard if I would have had people fighting me on it, but everybody I was close to had the same thought process of just, you know, I'm sad to see you go, but I can tell this is what you feel you need to do. So go do it. Just don't lose contact. And I have, I do not plan on losing contact with anybody that meant something to me. Um, once again, I'm going to, I'm going to thank spider. I need to remember to thank spider for, uh, for my artwork. Cause yeah, he's, you know, he did my artwork for my podcast and I'm always going to be grateful for that. Cause he did that out of the kindness of his heart and for pizza, because essentially I bought pizza for him and his uh, co-workers to pay him for that. He didn't ask for any money. And if he would have charged I would have gladly paid him for that artwork. Um, and for the artwork on my body that he's done. He's put a lot of time into it. And I, I look forward to getting over back out that way at some point in time to get more of that artwork done. Um, but yeah, so I guess with that, I will... Bid you all adieu. Have a good one.